Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. Welcome back to the Serendipity Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about being your authentic self and what it really means to be authentic. Um, Charlie, I think you came up with this idea. And when you mentioned it, I was like, yes, I'm all over that. Um, Because I really do think that so many many people are living their lives inauthentically for Mm -hmm. a variety of reasons. And it just makes a difference when you're able to be free to be yourself. So yes. You want to kick us off? Because I I think you had some things come up. You talked to your therapist about this, and I really want to hear your perspective. Yes. I'm like trying not to smile too big because I'm so excited. I like (laughs) love this topic. I could talk about it because it's changed my life, like what my therapist has told me and how I've kind of like implemented being my authentic self. Um, So I, I guess like a good question to bring up maybe at the beginning is like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be your authentic self? And so I feel like we'll probably answer that. Um, cause I feel like you probably could answer it in a few different ways, but I think you and I probably are on the same page. Um, we'll see, <laughs> I would think so on what it means, but just like a little background, um, this whole thing came up in therapy for me because it was actually kind of at the focus of the podcast. So it was mm. last year, a few, maybe like a month or two before we started recording the podcast. And I was really, really anxious. Like I literally mm. was like, why did I decide to do this? Like, I, didn't I don't want to through that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is, well, what if, I like text you. I'm like, you want to start a podcast? You're like, yes. And then I'm going to be like, actually, I'm too afraid to do it. Like, but that's, but I was kind of like, oh my gosh, why yeah. did I do this? my gut reaction was I wanted to start a podcast. The second I thought of it, I texted you. Like I, it was like a Sunday morning at like 10 AM. And I was like, actually, like, do you ever think about doing the podcast again? And it was like, my gut reaction was just so excited. Like I have to text her right away. But then when like time went on, I was just like, I'm so nervous. And so I really brought that up with my therapist because I was like, I want to enjoy this because I want to do it. But I also don't want to do it because I feel afraid of, talking about things that I feel like I know people aren't going to agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel uncomfortable with people judging me about certain things. Um, I think for a while I was scared to like admit that like, I don't believe in hell because I was so afraid of hell that I don't want anyone else to think I'm going to hell, even though I don't believe in hell. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like that was really like, um, hard for me. Um, and just like different things about not just the podcast, but like about religion, about, Mm -hmm. um, life. Like I just felt not that I went around like agreeing with everything everyone said. I mean, and I think a lot of it maybe came from my first blog about Christian feminists, which we've talked about how I felt people were like different to me after and like mean or like didn't want to talk to me or like mean and neat or whatever um and so I think a lot of it came from that I was like okay what if I shut it all down I don't ever have to like feel judgment I don't ever have to feel you know whatever and so it's almost like I had a mask on to an extent 
Mm. Um, and so I guess what I mean by that is like, you know, society, we have, there's different roles that we fill and we all fill multiple roles. And it's almost like, um, I was like, I knew which role I was in when I was in it. And I, I did what I need to do for that role. So like, if you're at work, you don't talk about anxiety. You don't tell your boss that you can't work because you're anxious because that's not going to look good, you know, like that's not, or whatever. Um, and so anyway, going off on a tangent here, but I brought it up to my therapist and she kind of said, you know, when you're living in your authentic self and you're being your authentic self, when you're living in what you believe and who you truly are, it's like a ripple effect and mm-hmm. throughout the whole universe. And when you do that, what you're doing is inviting someone else to be their authentic self. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I don't, you know, but it, it actually makes so much sense. If you're showing up with who you truly are, you're taking like the mask off. You're inviting someone else to say, Hey, I'm showing up as me. Like you can show up as you too. And it really deepens human connection. Like our connection with each other, um, deepens when we're like not wearing these masks. And so I think I was scared because I was like the podcast, it was like, okay, there's not really going to be a mask on. Like, we're just talking about like, you know, all these random things that we talk about that I normally, I wasn't really talking about with anyone else other than you or Nate. (laughs) I wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, to any friend, do you believe in aliens? Or like, what do you think about ghosts? Or like, (laughs) what do you think about like, you know, religion and whatever we would talk about? I wasn't really doing that with other people. And so it was scary because now people are going to hear and then I was scared of like being wrong about things. And, and so when she said that, I was like, that, I, that stuck with me. It was like one of the first things that I learned in therapy. And it was like, ever since then, I've been trying to think of ways, like, how do you do that? How do I, how, how can I be my authentic self to invite others? And um, I think something important to note here is just because what you're doing is inviting others, uh-huh. it doesn't mean you're responsible for like, however someone acts. Yes. In my experience, a lot of people have been really nice. And when I am my authentic self, they then are their authentic self. And it's been really great. Some people aren't though. And they're not going to be, they may be judgmental or rude, whatever. Uh, the way I see it is by inviting someone, what, by being your authentic self, you're, you're sending the invitations. You're not collecting the RSVPs. Like you're not <laughs> like, yes, say that again. you're not. <laughs> you're sending the invitations, you are not collecting the RSVPs. So you're just putting it out there. You're not in charge of the guest list. You're not trying to see like, you know, if somebody is judgmental to you when you're being your authentic self, that's not your concern, you know? And so that's something I had to realize too was, yeah, it is an invitation, but people aren't always going to respond or they're going to respond to an option that was not on the RSVP, you know? Um, So that's, I think that's important to know because I am going to give some really good examples that are like fun and serendipitous, but not everyone's going to act like this. I think the most, for the most part, like people are, I think most people want to show up and most people want to take their masks off as well, mm-hmm. but some people, you know, have other issues. Um, so I have a few stories and I think it all kind of what I've learned through being my authentic self um, is, like I said, I've had better connections with people, with strangers. Um, it helps to combat feelings of, of 
anxiety because then you realize you're not alone. I think that's one of the most like powerful things is real, really knowing you're not alone yeah. in something. Um, that's why it's important when people like talk about their mental illnesses or like whatever, like, oh, like you too, or, you know, like the Me Too movement. Like it's really yeah. powerful when um, you realize that, hey, you know what? You're not the only one. Like you have an entire, you know, um, I don't want to use the word army because I don't like that, but basically a group of people yeah, like, yeah. you know, with you. Um, and so that's something I've learned and feeling less pressure, I guess, to conform to things that I don't want to conform to and feeling like freer. Um, and I, it honestly has really helped, which sounds like it wouldn't, but it's really helped me like feel less affected by what people think mm -hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because I'm actually being more of just myself and I'm less concerned about people's opinions of that. Mm -hmm. um, so some examples, I feel like the examples will kind of show what I mean by being your authentic self. So mm -hmm. this is a recent one. Um, I had to take a flight by myself and um, it was like, I had a, like, I guess it was like four flights total. And mm -hmm. I was just really nervous. I've really never been afraid to fly, but I was first time flying by myself in a really long time. So I don't know if that like yeah. triggered something, but I was like really nervous and I am a little bit like claustrophobic. Like I kind of freak out, excuse me, in like smaller spaces. Yeah. And this plane was like really small. Like, I think it was like two seats and then one seat like and the aisle was oh, in the middle of that. like it was like you know I've been on small one <laughs> and yeah it's not fun like I don't but I was like okay so we I I get onto the plane and someone's in front of me and it's like he kind of turns and sees like the plane and he was like oh I can't do this and he walks out like that's what he said and he just walked off the plane and I was like oh my gosh and then I turn and I'm like see how small the plane is I was like oh yeah. my gosh like he probably maybe he was having a panic attack because I'm about to have one. Like, so I go sit down, the guy comes back and he sits down. He's right in front of me with his, with whoever's with him. And yeah. he seems like very upset. Like, um, he's like putting his hands in his, uh, or his face in his hands. He's looking around a lot. His, whoever's with him is like stroking his, um, his hair and saying like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to be okay. And like, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's really freaking out right now. Like, and you know, and I'm, I, I'm starting to freak out, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I had bought this like Sudoku book to do. It's like, a, do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, okay. numbers and stuff. Yes. Numbers. numbers yeah. Stuff, I'm yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had just learned to do it because it kind of helps with my anxiety because it's like, you're yeah. just repeating like the game and whatever yeah. um and so I was like I'm gonna do this on the airplane because I'll focus on this instead of focusing on dying you know <laughs> like um and we start to take off and I mean it's like you're feeling it the plane's kind of shaking and I'm like oh my gosh and the guy literally like we just started like going up and we're like kind of like still back a little you know like when you're taking off and he yeah. like turns around and looks at the flight attendant who's close by in the back and was like is that the bathroom up there and she was like yeah and I'm like what is he going to throw up? Like, why is he asking? Right. Like, he must be so right. nervous. So my thought is, okay, he's really anxious. I'm getting really anxious. And then I remembered about being like your authentic self. And I was like, what, how can I be my authentic self right now? Mm. So it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe he needs this Sudoku book more than I need it. You know, like maybe, 
um, it will help him. Cause I think he is freaking out more like whatever was going on. Like nobody was like, I mean, I didn't have anyone with me, but nobody was like petting my head saying it was going to be okay. Yeah, like, yeah. But, you know? So I was like, okay, like you can do it. Like just be your authentic self. Like you don't know these people, but it's okay. And I like lean forward and I'm like, Hey, are y'all um, anxious about the flight? And they like looked at me and the guy was like about the flight. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, I read this totally wrong. You know, like right, I right. just did not, you know, he's obviously maybe anxious about something else. And so I was like, in that second, I was like, okay, you can say never mind and sit back, or you can like be your authentic self and just like yeah. have a connection. And so I said, oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say, if you're anxious, like I'm anxious too. Yeah. And the girl looked at me like dead in my eyes and was like, well, if you're anxious, don't be because we are right here with you and everything's going to oh. be okay. And it just hit me. Like when she said that, all the anxiety, all the worry just left me. Yeah. And I was fine for the next flight too, that they weren't even on. I was wow. fine because it was like, I had someone, okay, you know what? I'm not alone. Like these other people, you know, you forget sometimes because everyone's looking at their phone or reading, like nobody's really paying attention. Like I am you know, I have these people with me and at yeah. least she, you know, said that. And I was like, wow, like what a powerful experience that I didn't even want to say, like, cause kind of, you know, I'm not super embarrassed anymore to talk sure, about my anxiety, sure. but like, it's a stranger. And I'm just sure, like, sure. you know, <laughs> um, I'm anxious by the way. Hi. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her to have that response, I was like, wow. And I just felt so much better and so connected to other people. And I just didn't feel alone anymore. I really didn't. And I'm not saying you have to tell people that you're anxious. I think, you know, or have to tell or disclose anything to anyone. I think this kind of is where the intuition comes into play, yeah, knowing what you should share with people. Like what is, what's your intuition saying in that moment? That's what my intuition was saying. Like, just tell them, like, just tell yeah. them. And, um, and, and that's, that's was the result. It was amazing. And the same thing, like my, um, I had a few months ago, I had to get blood drawn at my doctor's office. It's just like routine blood work. And right. I like developed this fear of like needles and stuff within the last year or so. And I was just mm -hmm. like, did not want to do this. And Nate wasn't there. And I was just like freaking out. I was just like, oh my gosh. And so I thought, okay, just be your authentic self. So I literally told my doctor, she's getting stuff ready. I was like, I'm really nervous. Like, I really don't like getting my blood drawn. I'm really like scared. Like, I don't, you know, I just want you to know. And she was like, oh my gosh, really? And I was like, yeah, she's like, well, it's going to be okay. She was like, I actually get really nervous getting my blood drawn. And I, my little kid has to hold my hand. Oh. And like in that moment, when she said that, I was like, she's the one doing the blood drawing. She yeah. is a doctor and even she gets nervous. And I was mm -hmm. fine. Like, I literally felt fine after that. Cause it was like, my feelings of anxiety probably didn't go away completely. I mean, I was still getting a needle put in my arm, but I felt so much better and like lighter. Like I, I wasn't in a frantic, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It was more like, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable and I don't want to do it, but it's going to be okay. You know? Um, so that's another example. And I'm trying to think I have like, like just so many things are just like, jaw dropping or like one time yeah. I was anxious at work like at my new job it's not new anymore but at the time I had just yeah. had been there like two weeks and uh, this is when I realized I actually like um was I mean I think everybody was but like I didn't realize the negative impact staying inside for like two mm -hmm. or a year yeah. and a half 
right, from the yeah. pandemic had on me. Like I thought yeah. I was fine, right? But I was actually really scared to leave the house and I didn't really mm-hmm. realize that until now I have a job where like I'm working in person and yes. I would have horrible panic attacks at work. Oh. I mean, just like horrible. And it was like bad because I don't like to go back to where I have panic, panic mm-hmm. attacks, but it's like in my office, I kind of like have right, to go back. Go back so, yeah. Right, there's <laughs> like no getting around it. And one day it was just like really bad. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be honest. And this was at the very beginning of um, working there. Like I didn't know my mm-hmm. boss well or anything. And I texted her and said something like, hey, is it okay if I go home for the rest of the day? I'm really anxious and I don't know why. And yeah. she was just like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm so sorry. And I was like, you know, thank you. I'll work from home. And she's like, no, don't even worry about working. Like just rest, like, please feel better. And it was like this great connection. I, I'm sure not everyone's like that. I'm sure not everyone's boss will be, but I think sure. more and more nowadays, I think they probably would be more than like 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was another thing I was like, wow. And then she ended up saying something about like, oh, her, her um, horoscope said something was a bad day for something. And I was just like, oh, I was like, <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I like yeah. to read the horoscope too. Um, wow. But anyway. So it's just things like that. I think a lot of that was centered around like, I think all of my examples were centered around anxiety Mm -hmm. because that was something for me, I was always putting like this mask up of like, I have it all together. I'm not anxious. Um, I'm not whatever. But inside it was like a a hurricane happening. And so I think that's why so many of my experiences are centered around anxiety because like, it's like, I want to seem like, you know, I'm not anxious. And right, right. I actually am less anxious when I'm like, just, I tell everybody now, like, oh yeah, I'm anxious about that. Oh yeah. Like I'll joke about some right. of my health anxiety and stuff sure, because sure. it's actually like, instead of a hurricane happening, it's just, now it's just out and open and it's no longer like a storm. It's just there. So, um, yeah. Wow. No, I think that's so powerful. All those examples that you shared, um, and in some of the instances you described, people were able to relate to what you were going through. And the first one with the plane, like they said, they weren't anxious about the plane. Maybe it was something completely different. Mm-hmm. But they were able to speak some words of encouragement for you, which really made an impact. And I think it's Brene Brown, but she talks about how vulnerability is you know, necessary for connection. Yeah. And I think to make the quality connections that we all want and crave as humans, we have to be vulnerable and being vulnerable means showing people our true selves and taking Mm -hmm. off the mask. And, you know, I think there are definitely times like you talked about using your intuition where you have to kind of put on your protective barriers, not show everything, not play all your cards because it's not a situation or you're not going to get the desired outcome. But I think, um, so many times it is important to just show up as yourself because I think that solves a lot of our problems, not everything, but that, that connection that we want, that comfort that we want from other people. And, um, I know that I've had to show up as my authentic self in a lot of different situations where people were angry, people were, um, very vocal about, disliking me, disliking my beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. I've gotten that a lot as an abuse survivor advocate, just some of the vitriol <laughs> that you get from yeah. that. Um, but 
I think one thing that sort of stuck with me because growing up in a cult-like environment, it, it wasn't safe to be my authentic self. And I think a lot of people are in positions where it's not safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully you can get to a place in your life where it becomes safe to start taking those risks or the consequences are not as dire. So you can test yeah. out when it feels good. But something that has kind of come to my mind and what I've realized is I'm not that special. Um, and I say that because a lot of the things that I put in my mind about why I can't show up as my true self is because nobody else will understand. And yeah. mm-hmm. in that respect, it's like, I am so special that I'm having these feelings that no other human has ever had. And so I can't show them because the whole world will be against me if I do. But coming to the realization, I'm not that special. Like there mm-hmm. are billions of people on the planet. And for me to think I'm the only one who's having this struggle right now around this thing, that doesn't even make logical sense. So if I could remind myself, I'm not that special. Other people are going through this too. And sure, there'll be people who don't like it, but there's literally, what what are we up to? Like 8 billion people on the planet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus or minus. if I show up as my true self, there will be people who don't like it, but there will also be a lot of people who are like, yeah, me too. And just kind of realizing our emotions and our feelings aren't that different from others. And when we can own that and talk about it, then it gives people, like you said, permission. There's those ripple effects. There's permission for them to say that they are experiencing that too. And you can make that bond and connection with those people. Um, who maybe have also been feeling like they're so special that nobody else has ever, you know, right. <laughs> and it just kind of reminds me of like children, you know, a lot of times children in their developmental stage, they believe that they cause everything, that everything is yeah. always their fault. So if a parent and, you know, parents get divorced, you generally have to talk to kids about why that divorce wasn't their fault. You know, that was a grown up Mm -hmm. issue, but kids assume that if something bad happens or, you know, they just, they're looking at things so self-focused that they Mm -hmm. believe that they are that powerful to cause adult people to divorce or, um, some sort of bad thing to happen. And I, I think sometimes we, or I fall back into that child, like thought that, you know, I am so powerful that I'm the only one who's experienced this and I'm causing these things. And when you can say it out loud, when you can be your authentic self, then other people are able to say, yeah, I've been experiencing that too. And that we can collectively come together and be like, oh, you know what, this isn't actually our fault or, um, and just see it from more of that adult self. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Those were just some kind of thoughts that were coming up about that um, for me. And I'm, I'm not speaking for other people, yeah. but I, I know those kinds of things come to my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point about kind of reverting to your child self. And I think that kind of ties in with our inner child episode, yeah, especially yeah. if maybe you were feeling some parents make their children feel like, you know, you're already in that, you know, right. kind of state of you're a child, you do kind of think everything happens because of something you did. And then on top of that, if a parent says, well, this wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have done this. And it's always feeding that energy into that child. Then I feel like even as an adult, it is hard, you know, it would be even harder to, um, to realize that, 
you know, a lot of people feel the same way as you. And I think a thing to remember is like, this is a practice. It's like a practice <laughs> of like meditation or mindfulness or yeah, whatever yoga, like, because when you're in the situation, like when you're really anxious, it feels so real. Like it's, it's easy for us to talk right now. Cause we're like not anxious right now about like, yeah, well, you're just tell yourself that you're not special or whatever. You have to kind of do that all the time. You can't just wait until the moment comes because like, at least in my experience, the voice, the voices that are saying like, you're the only one, you're the, you know, whatever, um, are so loud and they seem so real. You kind of have to like have a foundation so that you can say, okay, wait a second. Like, I think I need to be my authentic self and let's see, you know, like, let's do like a challenge here and see. Um, and that, and like the airplane story that was, that happened almost like 10 months since mm -hmm. I learned about being like, I had been practicing for 10 months and I still was like, I don't know, should I just say like, I, I, my gut reaction was still like, let me just not tell them. I'll like, you know, lean back and we won't, you know. Um, so it definitely is a practice and it, it kind of reminds me, we, our whole friendship almost developed off of being like our authentic selves, yes. because I just remember, like, it's still, like one of my favorite, like, I don't know if you would say one of my favorite memories, but maybe so. Um, we would just always like, you know, we had certain, we're, we were in certain roles. And so yeah. we were like supposed to believe certain things like in uh -huh. the roles. And then we would say like, one of us would be like, Hey, like, and I kind of remember this specific one, we would uh -huh. record our podcast in the, I would record it in the closet to be like, you know, quiet. <laughs> um, and so I was whispering kind of, but I was like in a closet and you were like, um, Hey, I don't, I don't think that the Bible is like flawless. Like, I don't think it's like perfect. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh my God, I've been thinking the same thing. Like we were like feeling back, right? Like the roles and like the, all the stuff. And we're saying like, here, yeah. I'm going to like, show you like this is what I believe even though it's scary like to say and then I'm like oh my gosh like you invited me to be my and we would do that all the time like hey you know what? I don't think I believe this thing we used to believe and I'd be like I'm thinking the same thing like we were always like almost parallel you know like um yes. in our journeys um and so I think this whole podcast was kind of born out of us being our authentic selves with each other which is really cool and it makes me really happy because I think that's why we I don't know, like we can just talk forever. And I feel like part of the reason is because we're just like who we are, like we're just yeah. our true selves to each other. So it's I very that real. And kind of going back yeah. to what you said about like the ripple effect of like when you're your authentic self, it allows other people to be like, again, the example of this podcast is like we are kind of spurring each other on to be our authentic self and talk about things that maybe most people don't talk about. But then we have listeners literally all over the world yeah. who tune in. And I know there's people that tune into the episodes, like as soon as they drop in the morning and, uh -huh. um, you know, it's, it's so cool to me to think that we can just be ourselves and that is attracting people literally around the world. Yeah. If y'all haven't checked out our Instagram lately, um, we, um, put up Charlie put up a um kind of a map of all the different places people listen in from and it's incredible it's like on mm -hmm. what is it uh, how many continents it's like 
five five out of seven yeah we're not in Antarctica or Africa which I think Antarctica is kind of out of reach maybe but right. Africa like we need some yeah. people who if you know anybody in Africa yeah but it's it's just amazing I think it can be really attractive um and in the word and, and not attractive as in like pleasant to look at but you know attractive in the sense that like when you like attracts like. And so when you're your authentic yeah. self, it attracts other people who are in their authentic selves. And then you can have deeper and more real connections. Um, yeah. Um, and then I guess one other thing I wanted to kind of talk about, like, what is the self, you know, just thinking about, yeah. you know, we're talking about this, we're sort of talking around what it means to be ourselves. And we're kind of talking about like the actions that we take, but like, what is, the self. And I'm sure there's a lot of ways to, to answer that question. But for me, I think the self is not the thoughts that I think it's not mm -hmm. the things that I do. It is the thing that has the thoughts and the thing that decides to do the things. Um, yeah. and it's sort of like the consciousness, the awareness, um, and sometimes I think it can be hard to think of ourselves separate from our thoughts because we identify so closely with our thoughts, but mm -hmm. our thoughts are just things that we're having. I think the true self is the thing that is producing those thoughts. And right. so maybe even a good word for it would be almost like our, our soul or our spirit. Right. Um, yeah. And I think we can put on different masks or different costumes and play different roles um and I think we have to show up differently I don't think we have to I don't think that it would even be safe or healthy for me to show up in some of my relationships the same way I can be authentic and real with you Charlie like I I think right yeah be, it's not the place for it mm -hmm. like if I met the president of the United States, it probably wouldn't be a great time to be like, so you believe in aliens, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what about that CIA report, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? um, so, I mean, I think, you know, there's a bit of, it doesn't mean you're not being your true self if you decide to withhold some information sometimes, but yeah, um, yeah. I, for me, I think it's the thing, you know, behind all of our thoughts, behind all of our actions and intentions and, um, I don't know, Charlie, when you think of like, what is the self, like what, what comes up for you? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think a good way, I think when I first kind of heard that I was like, it's hard for me to like picture that, like, yeah. like, how do you picture the self, right? If it's not thoughts or if it's not like my body, um, but like thinking of like just different stories I've heard that kind of make sense of that, um, like when people have like an out-of-body experience when they like maybe almost die a lot of people say they like are above themselves looking down yeah, like yeah. that that is who they are mm -hmm. right like and so that's a good indication of like it's not we're not our bodies because they yeah, you still yeah. exist outside of your body when we in our episode about um astral tra traveling yeah, um, yeah. that's that's you like yourself is right. the person or the thing that is traveling right um so it's not I think that helped me kind of like hearing those different stories or like even like the signs after death um right. 
that it's like that's the that is like the soul of that person mm. showing up they still exist whether it's in the form of whatever like the wind a bird like whatever it may be um they they still exist but they don't exist in how we commonly like think about okay I know this person like I know Ashley she has blonde hair yeah. she like what you know what I mean like um they the energy. Don't exist. right it's just the energy and you I mean it you different people have different energy we've talked about this and you can kind of feel it I think that's a w- <laughs> good way to because it was just so hard to wrap my mind about around the whole concept of the self being right. like a spirit but um I think the energy, like the energy you get from someone, like that's who they are. Like that's who their, their soul is. (laughs) It's like so hard to explain, but that's a good way to think of it because it was hard for me for one. Like, what do you mean? I'm not my body. What do you mean? I'm not my thoughts. Like, I don't really, you know, get it, but that's helped me a lot to like, kind of grasp it more. And I, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I agree with that. Like, yeah, you're being your authentic self doesn't mean you're exactly the same like in every single situation with every single person like there are you know um a time and place for different things but I guess what my mind is that like I was holding back so much of who I was and I was like fighting to hold back parts of myself in different situations because I was afraid and that's kind of what I'm getting at it's like I I wanted to share but I couldn't like I wanted to do the podcast but I was almost thinking of saying like I don't know maybe I shouldn't because I was so afraid of like being Mm -hmm. myself um so but yeah I totally agree although I would like to talk to the president about that report um (laughs) that's a bad example because I actually would like to ask him about that yeah (laughs) maybe not like files about right Maybe like if you're meeting with your like financial advisor, it's not yeah, a good time yeah, to be like, so aliens, how about ghosts? What about, you know, <laughs> how's your inner child doing, you know, to the cashier at the grocery store? Like yes. not the time for that, but um, yeah, but yeah. So, but anyway, I just, it really has changed so much about my life and I feel yeah. so much freer and like, like I said, it's a practice and I still have to sometimes be like, okay, no, I, I can be brave and I can show up, yeah. but it's like one of my favorite things to talk about because it's changed so much just that simple quote of like that it's when you show up you're inviting Mm -hmm. others and it's this ripple effect and it's it's been really meaningful in different like relationships um that I've had so and the other thing that just popped my mind is I don't think you can really be loved for who you are if you never show people who you are yes and I think we all want to be loved for who we are not just what we do not just what our roles are but if nobody ever knows who that authentic you is how can they even begin to love it if they if they have no idea if you just keep it right yeah and And how can you love them too right exactly yeah Yeah. um one other thing that you know you mentioned astro travel and um I've actually started taking a class on astro travel oh yeah oh my gosh tell us a little bit okay so so far we've just kind of talked about you know, what astro travel is and how it's different than like meditation, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually learned how to do it yet, but I'm in like the beginning stages of learning. And I bought this like pretty a silk um, eye mask, you know, to make things darker uh-huh. so I can close my eyes and not have the light distracting me. Um, but I'm really excited. And I think if you all remember that astro travel episode, um, I think I mentioned the Monroe Institute um, and how they had that 
paper about astro travel that was you know lost for years and found well this lady yeah. she actually trained at the monroe institute and now she's teaching the class and so anyway i'll tell y'all more when i learn how to do it or maybe i'll visit you say <laughs> why don't you come visit me <laughs> that's so cool though i really like i want to hear all about that maybe we can do another like episode yeah. on that after it. <laughs> yeah because i think that's like it's so cool. Like I said, I feel like maybe I have in my dreams and I yeah. just didn't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I would love to learn how to do it, like to kind of like control it or like, I don't know. I mean, I say control it. Like, I, I mean, I've probably like, there's just places in my dreams, like a few times that I feel like I've right. gone, but right. I don't know if that was it or not, but yeah, yeah come visit me when you learn. <laughs> Make it yeah. your first stop. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have a serendipitous story today? Um, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm like so bad lately at um, remembering like I, I, when I'm, you know, living my life, I'm like, oh, this is serendipitous, <laughs> but then I forget. I guess one thing, um, I don't know if you would call this serendipitous, but I was at um, the grocery store. This is probably not, this is just a happy story. Okay. Um, I was at the grocery store and I was by myself because it was really, usually Nate will go or we'll go together. I don't really like what? the grocery <clears throat> shop. Yeah. And so I had to go by myself because Nate was busy. And so, oh, okay. So um, I went by myself and I, what I really hate doing is I hate like first world problems. Like I hate unloading my cart onto the conveyor belt because uh -huh. I never, it's never, I never am fast enough. They're already like, and I'm stressed because like, if nobody's bagging, I feel like yeah. I need to be bagging. So if right. I'm putting, you know, it up there and I'm like, Oh God, I need to help bag, you know, <laughs> and I can't even get down there, but then I also need to pay and like everything's frazzled. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just, you know, I'm losing everything. So I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like I got this. Yeah. So like, I'm like, loading it I'm doing good yeah. I'm doing good there was somebody ahead of me and they're just about to start like this person's paying and I like get the last thing up and I was like okay <laughs> like I did it and then the, he, a guy comes up and says I'm sorry ma'am but this whole system just froze and we're gonna have to move you to another thing and I was like are you serious he has no idea the mental gymnastics that I just did like the mental work yes. that I just did to get all of this up here but I was just like that's fine. Like, whatever. Like I was not upset. Cause I was just like, you know what? It's practice. This was practice. Yeah. So he, he did pick up some of it and then I picked up the rest and I unloaded it again. And I guess what's serendipitous or happy about this is uh -huh. that, um, he, um, I did start bagging cause then, you know, nobody was there to bag. So I started to bag and then someone came up and like took over for me. And he was like, you know what, because we had to uh, make you move and you had to bag your own groceries, I'm going to give you $5 off. And I was like, well, that was worth it. Like I'll unload and reload any other time, you know, for $5 off. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of funny that I specifically like dread that. And then I had to do it twice. Um, but then I got $5 off for it. So you know, it was worth that. it. <laughs> oh, I love that story so much. Um, yeah, so I've got kind of an interesting serendipitous story. Um, I'll try not to make it too long, but it really was sort of a a big thing. So I went through a lot of depression in um, February and um, I am not the type of person that's like, 
oh, your depression's here to teach you something. Like, ah, that's mm-hmm. stupid. You know, like I just, yeah. I look at it as like, you know, your chemicals, hormones are off, you know, probably stress, those types of things. And it, it is what it is. Um, but this time I did learn something from it. Um, and it was such a wild experience because I felt like, and I know this is common with depression, I felt like a switch was flipped off and all of a sudden nothing in the world meant anything. Like literally it didn't mean anything like my relationships, my accomplishments, my goals, my dreams. It was like, nothing felt like it had any meaning. And I mean, that's a pretty dark place to be. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of fun. And it, it sort of felt like if anybody's ever watched the matrix movie, the first one where Neo is basically being shown the matrix and there's this like bustling city with blue skies and everything's going. And then all of a sudden um, he's like going to be shown the matrix and all of a sudden it just goes dark and it just seems very hollow. It goes to black and white instead of color. And that's really what it felt like. It felt like a switch was flipped and nothing meant anything. And it, like I said, it, it was not fun. There was a lot of tears and crying and it was a very strong bout of depression. Mm-hmm. But when I started pulling out of the depression, it was like the switch flipped back on. And in an instant, all of a sudden, everything meant something again. It all meant something to me. And, you know, I was able to, you know, feel like there was meaning in relationships and meaning in accomplishments and meaning with goals and all these things. But it really puzzled me how quickly something could go from meaning everything to meaning nothing to meaning everything again. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a lot of thinking and it almost felt like a spiritual awakening experience where I just had this realization that nothing means anything unless we give it meaning. And so Mm -hmm. both of those experiences were true and right. Like, Mm -hmm if I don't give something meaning, it doesn't mean anything. And if I do give something meaning, it does mean something. And as I'm the one giving things meaning, I get to choose what things mean. And Mm -hmm. um, so there was like this sense of freedom that came with it that, you know, I could make, you know, like just an example, like if I have a product launch and it fails, I could make that mean that I am a failure, this is a stupid idea, nobody wants my products, this is horrible. Or I can make it mean, this is a learning experience and I picked up some data from it. Or I can make it mean nothing and just like, this happened and there wasn't really reason for it, you know, I'm not gonna place meaning on it. And so it kind of plunged me down this path of realizing that I get to choose what everything means for myself. And that can really affect how I feel and what my emotions are. Um, Mm -hmm. Now the serendipity, part comes into this. I was talking to my husband about this and I was explaining all this and he was like, wow, wow, that's really cool. And then he was like, you know what? I'm literally reading a book that is talking about meaning. And <laughs> he oh was my like gosh. reading it exactly. Basically everything I was saying, he was starting to read that in the book. And um, I'm trying to think of what the man's name was. The book was, um, um, it was about like business stuff. So uh-huh. you know, it didn't really seem like it would apply. 
Um, uh -huh. But they had this whole section in the book where it described, you know, what it meaning is. And I'm going to try to find the quote really quick here. I think it's, um, I think it's, is it Victor Frankel? I think that might be his name. Okay. Um, goodness, I'm just trying to find it here. Um, anyway, but he was a guy who survived the Holocaust and he basically okay. kind of came to the same conclusion that, you know, meaning things have meaning based on the meaning that we give them. And that was a quote in the book. And there was kind of a whole section in the book about meaning. And I just thought that was so fascinating how I could be going through something internally and not really having a lot of outside stimulus to kind of get me to that conclusion. Then I tell my husband, he's literally reading a chapter in a book that's talking about that, that has a quote yeah. saying basically what I was just saying. And I don't know, I just, that kind of caused me to feel like, okay, I'm really on the right track here. And uh, so it's kind of a cool serendipitous story how that worked out. I mean, on one hand, it was sort of a dark story, but on the other hand, like I really learned something that's going to be useful for my life and just having that confirmation that I'm not the first one that thought of it. Like there's literally books. Yeah. So. No, I love that. I love that it was like the specific chapter and had the specific yeah. quote of like something you were saying already. Like, that's so cool. And I love that you... I love what you said about like, I can make it mean like, oh, I'm a failure, whatever, or, or, you know what, like I got some data from it and it's fine. Yeah. And then I also, like you said, or it could just mean nothing. Like it just right. happened. And, and I like that because I think a lot of times stuff's either good or bad. Right. And we're right. Say, well, this was a positive or negative thing. Right. But something yeah. just exists and that's all they do. And that's totally yeah. fine if you don't want to give it meaning. And so that was really powerful to hear you say that mm -hmm. because. I think that's really useful of just letting something exist, you know, like, yeah, yeah. um, cause sometimes I will do like cartwheels to try to make something that was bad seem good right, right. for myself, you know? And then I'm like, yeah. you know, I didn't need to do all that. Like it right, just, right. It, it just happened. It doesn't have to mean yeah. anything. Um, and sometimes it's too much to ask of yourself to believe that it's something good. Um, yeah. like it just, too much cognitive dissonance for that. Whereas yeah. just not have it mean anything, sort of like a neutral place. Right. Just yeah. like, eh, this what it is. Yeah. Move on and not attach strong emotion to it. And then, you know. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, I love that. And I love that it was just the confirmation that you were on the right track. That was so cool. Oh, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, if you have any serendipitous stories or I mean Mine was not serendipitous today. It was just happy five bucks <laughs> off my groceries. We love happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can send them into us because we want to read them or hear them. You can email us at pod.serendipity at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at serendipity.pod. Um, you can write in, you can send us like a voice memo and we may even play it on the um, show if you do that. Um, and also like feel free to send any pictures in um, if, you, if you have like pictures um that like go with your story like mm -hmm. we would love to see those and share those um yeah. and yeah we're like we love staring up in the story it's the whole whole purpose of the podcast <laughs> yes yes and you know if you like the podcast if you enjoy us being our our authentic selves and you want to help that ripple effect expand 
Mm-hmm. Leave us a review, preferably five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you leave us a review, if you take a screenshot of it before you hit submit on Apple Podcasts, um, then send that to us um, either on Instagram or our email, which again is pod.serendipity at gmail.com. And we'll send you a free thank you gift, which is um, some beautiful custom artwork. And um, it's formatted for either a print to hang on your wall or on your different uh, electronic devices. And yeah, help us spread um, spread the ripple effect and encourage other people to be their authentic selves and leave a review helps us reach more people. And we'd really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I love that. Well, make sure you come back next week. We have a very special, I say very special, it's my story, um, a special <laughs> serendipitous story that I'm really excited to share because I think it's super cool. Yes. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.